Well, good afternoon. Um, it is 5 o'clock on Wednesday. I invite you to join me as we study God's Word together for a little bit today. Uh, as I'm recording this uh, this evening, uh, the rain is falling outside uh, the uh, outer bands of Hurricane Sally. I think that's probably all we're going to get. Uh, we thought we were going to get a little bit more uh, earlier in the week, but uh, all we're getting is just a, a little bit of rain this afternoon. But that does remind me that uh, we do need to be praying for those that have been affected by uh, the hurricanes over the last several weeks, and we're still not out of hurricane season yet. Uh, so let's uh, continue to pray for those that have been affected today by all the rains and wind. I haven't heard any reports of the amount of damage yet, but we do know there will be some some damage and flooding uh, down in South uh, Alabama and Mississippi and uh, the Panhandle of Florida. Uh, and then on top of that, you still have a lot of the recovery going on in Louisiana from uh, the previous hurricane. So let's do remember those that are uh, dealing with those uh, situations, and and not only praying for their recovery. Uh, but praying for their um, spiritual recovery as well. Uh, we do know that whenever we have disasters like this, uh, that uh, there are opportunities for people to come in and, and help and provide uh, the, the needed care for those people. Uh, we have an army of yellow shirts, our disaster relief teams from all across the United States, uh, but our Southern Baptist Disaster Relief Program, we do the disaster relief so that we can have opportunities to share Christ's love with people, and many times people that would not hear it, and some wouldn't even be open to it until times like this. So let's do pray that uh, in the these times of disaster and these times of difficulty, that God can and will be glorified, and we will do what we can uh, to provide that as well. So let's start our time of Bible study off with a word of prayer, and then we're going to dig in uh, to what I have to share this afternoon. Let's pray. Father, I come before you right now, and I do ask that you uh, be with us each and every day. Uh, every day is an opportunity to know you and to love you more and in deeper ways. Uh, sometimes that is through the, the good times and the good things of life when we experience the blessings and the joy. Uh, but then, Lord, also there are times when we uh, face difficulties, and we do know there will be many people facing difficulties from this latest hurricane uh, that uh, is still uh, impacting uh, South Alabama and the panhandle of Florida and, and Mississippi and other areas. I pray, Father, that you will send the right people to encourage and help people in their time of need uh, to not only recover physically, but, Father, that they can uh, recover spiritually, those that need to know you as Lord and Savior. I thank you for the many men and women who serve uh, through our Southern Baptist Disaster Relief um, programs uh, throughout uh, all the states as they seek to help others in need and, most importantly, share your love with them. Be with us now as we study just a small portion of your Word. Help it to take hold of who we are and what we do so that we can faithfully and fully follow you. It's in Christ's most holy name that I pray all of these things. Amen. Well, I'm going to take a little bit different tact uh, this afternoon. Uh, if you've been following any of these Wednesday studies, I have generally been teaching on Wednesday evenings what I was teaching on Wednesday morning. And this morning we did a study on, on Deborah. Uh, that was a good study. We had a good time doing that. But I just felt uh, compelled to share, share something a little different tonight. Uh, one of the other studies that I'm involved in on our Wednesday nights is a men's study called How to Be a Man. Uh, and we're looking at eight different characteristics of what it means to, to be a man. Uh, this is based off of a book by that name by Rick Burgess and Andy Blanks. And what I share with you this afternoon is not what we're 
particularly studying there, but the theme that we looked at this week was that of being men of integrity, uh, and uh, that's a word that all of us need, men and women, is, is how to be uh, people of integrity. Uh, integrity just means being whole or being sound, being complete. Uh, when we talk about uh, a horse that is sound, it's a, it's a horse that has integrity. You know you can trust in it. And our world desperately needs that right now. Uh, so much is happening in our world. If you follow any kind of news, if you have any kind of conversation, uh, we're dealing with some of these natural things that we deal with, like hurricanes and problems with that. We're dealing with the pandemic that's uh, ongoing now for uh, close to a year we've been uh, dealing with this, and we know it's going to continue to to go on. And, and those cause, obviously, issues in people's lives. But there's also so much unrest in our world, uh, man-made uh disasters, if you will, uh, in our world. As we're in this political season, uh, we see just so much mudslinging going both ways, and, and that's on both uh, sides of the aisle, uh, whether you're Republican or Democrat. It, it goes both ways, and uh, people just trying to tear others down in order to try to lift themselves up or make themselves look better. Uh, we see that from the presidential race down to every other race that um, is out there, and, and we're going to see and. We all get a little disconcerted with that and, and quite honestly get tired of that so often uh, because it's just one uh attack after another uh, on individuals. And if we're not careful, we can get caught up in that. Uh, we, we have our, uh, where, we, where we're going to vote and how we're going to vote, and so often we can get caught up uh, in some of that same kind of mudslinging or same, some of that same kind of rhetoric of tearing people down uh, in order to make a point. Uh, obviously, we still see on the news uh, daily almost um, of the unrest in, in our world because of the, the racial tensions that are out there. And, and again, everybody has their opinion on what to do and, and, and how to fix these things. And everybody's looking for the answers and, and people are looking to, to, to defend their way and, and, and what they're doing. And so often we see in that just a lot of disunity and a lot of disruption. As I think about that, and as I was studying this week of uh, these concepts of being a man of integrity, I wanted to share for just a couple moments uh, from one from my favorite psalm, Psalm 119. It happens to also be the longest of the psalms. Uh, I'm not going to read all of it to you, but I want to take just one section. It's actually the second section. Uh, if you don't know Psalm 119, it's uh, broken up into 22 sections, eight verses each, so it's 178 verses, so uh, a lot of content there. But the basic theme throughout all of Psalm 119 is honoring God's Word, following His commands, uh, learning to be uh, the person that God has called you to be by knowing His Word and, and living His Word. Uh, and so I, I turn to Psalm 119 as we think about being people of integrity, because that's what our world so desperately needs. And if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, if you're a faithful follower of Him, you should be seeking to be a person of integrity. Now, we, we know we're all going to falter and fail. That's not an excuse and never can be used as an excuse, but it is a reality. We still sin. Uh, that doesn't mean we should just kind of blow it off and say, well, everybody sins, I'm going to sin, and so it doesn't really matter. Uh, we should hurt over our sin. We should desire not to uh, live in our sin, and that's part of what it means to be a person of integrity. It doesn't mean you're going to be perfect because you're not, but it does mean you're going to admit 
your failings. You're going to acknowledge that you are not perfect. And when you see your faults and failures, either when you see them in yourself, when God convicts you of them, or when somebody else points them out to you, you're not going to gloss over them. You're not going to ignore them, uh, but you're going to seek to become what God would have you to become through His power and through His strength. And that's what I see here in, in Psalm 119. Psalm 119, verses 9 through 16, the psalmist asked a question, how can I remain pure? How can I be pure? Uh, and and it's, he's asking that in the context of an impure world, of a, of a world that's not right. Uh, it wasn't right nearly 3,000 years ago when this was written. It's not right today. We live in a fallen world. All you have to do is go back to Genesis chapters 1 and 2, where God created everything perfect and good, and then you flip the page to chapter 3, and you see mankind is already going against God's Word, is, is already sinning, and that sin brought uh, sin upon the entire world, the fallenness that we live in in this world, and we see it all around us. And so the world is groaning, it's, it's aching, it's yearning to get back where it wants to be, and if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you should be somebody that is contributing to showing people what it looks like to be pure, what it looks like to be a person of integrity uh, in a world that is not sound, is not right, and it is evident in so many ways. So I just want to make a few quick comments today uh, on these eight verses from Psalm 119. It's verses 9 through 16. Let me read them to you. The psalmist says, How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. With my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. I have stored up your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. With my lips I declare all the rules of your mouth. In the way of your testimonies I delight as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. What a great truth this is about what it looks like to be people of integrity. Uh, to be people that are pure and whole. And that's, again, what the psalmist is asking here and, and, and saying here, I want to be pure. I want to be whole. I want to be the person that you want me to be. And all of that, obviously, is based not on the world standards, not on what uh, the, the latest pundit says, not on what the latest political party is saying, not on what the latest expert, uh, whatever expert you want to pull out says, but what God's Word says, trusting in it, believing in it, and following it. So three things that I see from this uh, that, that we can learn about what it means to be a person of integrity, how to faithfully follow Jesus Christ, and how to share that with the world around us. The first thing we see here is the, the psalmist says we can keep our way pure, we can be people of integrity by seeking God and, and seeking His Word. One of my favorite verses is Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 13. Still remember where I found this. I was a student at Baylor University. I had a, an apartment that had two floors. I was in my upstairs bedroom. I was reading God's Word in the afternoon one day and came across Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 13, and it's become one of my life verses. And it simply says this, and you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart or wholeheartedly. That's the essence of what it looks like for us to be people of integrity, is seeking God 
wholeheartedly. That, that verse is not saying that God is somehow hiding for him from us and we have to try to find him when, when we can't, he can't be found, but actually God seeks us out. And what he just says is, I want you to have a sincere desire to seek my word and, and, and know my word and, and follow my word, to develop a hunger for God's word. The psalmist in Psalm 42 puts it this way. He says, as a deer pants after water, so I desire you. When can I come and meet with you? We have to have that same kind of yearning of wanting to know God and and seeking God. Uh, We can't be defined by the world around us, even though we live in this world, and and we are definitely impacted by the world and all the events that are going around us. And, And yes, we do have to live in this world and make choices in this world. And the question for me in this study of how to be a man of integrity, uh, in looking at this study today, how do you remain pure? And I see those going hand in hand. They're, they're one and the same thing of, uh, of what we need to do. It starts with truly seeking God's Word, to, to know what His words say, uh, to, to, to stay in God's Word. Uh, we are inundated with the world's ways around us. And we're trying to figure out how do we live in this world? Well, the best way to live in this world is by seeking God first and allowing His Word and His commands to lead us and guide us and direct us. Seeking God truly is a a full-time job. Uh, It's not going to happen simply by uh, looking at God's Word or listening to God's Word maybe a half hour, an hour, once a week or even two hours, or even three hours a week. It's a full-time job of of asking ourselves and studying God's Word, and then asking ourselves, well, what? how does God's Word apply here in my job this week? In, in the choices I make, in the words that I say, the, uh, the decisions that I make in my work, how I go about my work, what others see me doing in my work, uh, it, it's a full-time job. Uh, when we're deciding uh, this year in a presidential election, along with all the other uh, elections that go with that, how do we vote? How do we choose who we're going to vote for? Uh, Neither candidate, neither party completely fulfills what God's Word would have us to say and what would have us to do. So what's going to guide our decision-making as we live in this world and and make those decisions, as we look at the unrest around us and uh, all the tensions that we see? How are we going to react to those? What are we going to, how are we going to respond to people and talk to people about those things? It it truly is a full-time job. Uh, We're constantly being told what to know and what to say and, and, and what to believe. And just like computers need firewalls and they need virus protection uh, against those viruses are coming in, we need that in our life as well to remain pure, to remain people of integrity. Uh, and that means we've got to seek God's Word each and every day, not once or twice a week, but every day in all things that we do. Uh, The psalmist says there in verse 11, the way he does it is by hiding God's Word in our heart. It's great to be able to have God's Word in front of you, and and with today's technology, uh, you can have it on your phone, you can have it on your laptop, you can have it on your computer, you can keep your printed Bible uh, close by as well. There are so many ways to be able to have God's Word close to us. But it's not just having it close to us, it's reading it, it's understanding it, and then it's letting it get into our hearts 
hiding it in our hearts so that when we make decisions, God's Spirit speaks to us through His Word because He will never contradict His Word, and then we have to act rightly on that. So the the first step here, the psalmist says, is seeking God's Word and God's will. Uh, The second thing he says is to delight in God's Word, not just seeking it, not just yearning for it, but he actually says we've got to delight in what he has told us. Uh, A little bit later in Psalm 119, verse 18, uh, the psalmist prays and he just says, open my eyes that I may see the beauty in your word. Uh, the beauty of God's Word and God's laws, His commands, because sometimes, oftentimes, God's commands goes against the, the norm of our world, the fallenness of our world, and so it's not always a natural thing. It's not always an easy thing. It, it becomes easier. It becomes more natural the more we live in it, but that only comes after we have sought God's Word and then truly delight in God's Word, that, that He opens our eyes so that we can see the beauty of those commands that he gives to us, that they're really there for our benefit. So we learn to seek God's Word. We learn to delight in God's Word. Uh, The illustration I thought of football season's kicking back up again. NFL started last week. Uh, Some college games started last week. More are going to be starting up here uh, in in the days ahead. I just heard uh, that the Big Ten is going to start football season. They had said no first, but they just kind of had it on hold, and now they're going to open up their season again as they're seeing what happened with this coronavirus. So um, all these teams are starting to practice. Everybody wants to win a championship. Everybody wants to to come out on top, but the championship doesn't start the day the last game is played of the season. It starts in those preseason practices. It starts in the conditioning and and the work and the heat of the summer uh, that that is being put in and the the diligent study of the plays and uh, making sure you uh, keep your body in good shape and then you practice with your teammates so that you can bring it all together. And that's done in the the, the sweat of the and the heat of the summer. But the championships, at least in football season, are won in the cold uh, of the winter months. The same is true for us. We need to work at delighting in God's Word. We want that championship. We want to be winners. We want to be overcomers. Well, it begins with the hard work of seeking God's Word and knowing God's Word. Uh, We don't come out on top. We don't overcome when we come to our last day and think we've learned it. God says, I want you to delight in my my Word right now, to love it. That's what the psalmist says. How does a young man... How does anybody keep themselves pure? How do they become a person of integrity? By delighting in God's Word, understanding the truth and the power of God's Word. Uh, And then that comes, and all these are, are obviously related, but the psalmist says, I will seek your Word, I will delight in your Word, and then the last way to be people of integrity in our world today is to truly value God's Word. What do you truly treasure? Christ, in the Sermon on the Mount, uh, puts it this way. He says, where your, treasure, where your treasure is, your heart will be, or where your heart is, your treasure will be. Uh, either way, um, that's what you treasure, what you value is where you, you will put your heart in, and put your life. So are you treasuring this world and, and just simply the things of this world? 
or are you treasuring God's Word and God's will? We delight in what we treasure. Solomon's words to his son was in in Proverbs and throughout many times in Proverbs. He says, don't seek the riches of this world, but seek the riches of God's Word. Uh, That's wisdom for us today as well. Uh, The psalmist actually says you've got to value what God has given you. And and he says the way you do that is by meditating on God's Word, by, by, by chewing on God's Word, by getting into God's Word and letting it take hold of, of your life and, and what you do on a daily basis, getting it in your mind so that it will get into your heart. Uh, several years ago, I had the opportunity, uh, previous church in, in Florida, uh, the Blue Angels were going to b- put on a performance at uh, one of the local um, air airports and uh, had a member of our church who was actually air controller over that. And so uh, the, the day before the, um, the show, uh, he invited me to come up and we actually got to see the show the, the next day. Uh, but the, the day of the practice, uh, the, the actual air practice, uh, I got to go up in the tower and watch it from that perspective. That was just such a neat perspective. It's totally different than what you get uh, from the ground. They're, they're both interesting and exciting. So just th- those different perspectives. But they had to get out there. The pilots had to get out there and actually fly those patterns and practice those patterns. Even though they'd done it many times, they had to do it once again that day. And I'd actually seen a documentary on the Blue Angels. Before they even get into their uh, planes, uh, they get into a conference room, and they practice the moves. They, 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 they sit in a chair, and they actually practice what they will do uh, because they have to be so precise and so um, intricate in what they do to make sure that they're uh, being able to perform it the optimum ability. And it doesn't just happen. Even though they may have done it a hundred times, they've got to practice it again and they get their minds right with where they're going to be. They meditate on what they're going to do so they can perform with perfection. The same is true for us. If we're going to perform with perfection, if we're going to be people of integrity, we have got to meditate on God's Word, get into God's Word, understand what God's Word is saying to us so that we can live it out on a regular basis. So I was just challenged today. I made a a change in what I was going to share today because I was just challenged by what it means to be a person of integrity. Uh, And that's a hard and, and high standard to be held to. But God wants us to be people of integrity. He wants us to faithfully follow Him and serve Him on a regular basis, on, on a daily basis, with our whole heart. Our world desperately needs people of integrity. Again, integrity doesn't mean you're going to be perfect because you're going to falter, you're going to fail, you're going to say things, do things that you shouldn't do. Uh, sometimes because you don't know better, but if we're all honest, sometimes even when we know better, we, we fall into those patterns and those habits that impact us. When we do that, we admit that. We, we share that. We, we don't try to gloss over it. We don't try to ignore it. We don't try to say, well, everybody else does that or it doesn't really matter. And then we seek God. We delight in God. We value God and the word that he has given to us. 
Charles Spurgeon, a prolific writer, uh, but he uh, wrote a, a devotional called Morning and Evening, where it literally has a one devotion for the morning and one for the evening. Uh, the October the 12th, uh, devotion. He, he talks about choices that we have to make in life. And he boils it down to two choices that each and every one of us has to make on a daily basis with our lives. He said, we can choose to be infected by the world, which leads to impurity. And again, we're inundated from the world each and every day, the news that we see and hear and read about, uh, the people that we come into contact with when we're out there uh, in uh, just going about our daily business at work and so many other places, uh, we are inundated with, with the world around us. We have a choice. Are we going to be infected by the world, by the negative of the world? Or are we going to be people of integrity by being affected by God's Word? infected by the world, or affected by God's Word. That truly is a choice that we have to make. Our world desperately needs people of integrity, people who honor God's Word and seek wholeheartedly after God's Word and show the world that there is a better way, a better pattern, not imitating the way of the world, but following the commands of Christ, the commands of God, and delighting in that and seeing the benefits of that. So my prayer for each and every one of us today uh, is that we can be people of integrity. Uh, that's a hard question to answer when somebody says, are you a person of integrity? It was asked several times this week in our study, uh, and I did a yes and a no. Uh, and quite honestly, I, I'm not a perfect person, so I, had, I would have to answer that. If I had to answer just one or the other, I'd have to say no, because I do falter and I do fail and I still do sin. But my heart's desire is to, for that to be a yes, to faithfully follow God. And, and I hope and pray uh, that as I continually seek God, that I can say yes and yes more and more. And that's my prayer for you as well. Our world desperately needs people of integrity. Let's seek to be people that share God's Word, live God's Word uh, by knowing God's Word. Let's pray. Father, I come before you right now, and I thank you for your Word. And Lord, what was written thousands of years ago still applies so uh, poignantly here in our lives today. Your Word is living and active. It is sharper than a double-edged sword. It does penetrate into our very life, into our very being, because Your Word talks about our character, who we are, and so that crosses over culture. It crosses over time. It crosses over everything else that may be out there. And so, Father, I pray that we can learn Your Word, and uh, not only learn Your Word, but learn to love Your Word uh, on a daily basis, and let that uh, impact the way we live each and every day. Help us to give our hearts and our lives to you fully so that we can be people of integrity, so that the world can see you at work and know a, a better way, a, a good way, the right way, uh, the best way in order to live our lives so that we can know you not only here and now, but hereafter as well, after we leave this life, being people who love you and serve you. It's in Christ's most holy name that I pray each and every one of these things. Amen.